What up, what up? This is Sports Talk KC. I am DB's 1492. Yo, yo, this is Lee 86. Yo, and this is your boy Cal, y'all, a.k.a. Cowboy. Welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. Um, we're going to go ahead and kick it right off with the stupid bitch of the week. But really, this is the stupid bitch-ass halftime show of the season. We got fucking Jennifer Lopez and Shakira <laughs> performing at the uh, halftime show this year. Lee, what do you think about the halftime performance this year? Yeah, I mean, I guess the NFL want to call themselves, you know, having the Miami Spice, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> for the uh for the halftime show at the bow this year, you know, like I said, it is in Miami. I don't know if they, you know, like you said, it's J Lo and Shakira. Like I said, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Like I said, I know it. Is, you know, they are fine now. Don't get me wrong. Now, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, I, you know, the halftime show I never really cared about. You know, I just. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's a, you know, every year thing with that. You know, as long as my team in the damn Super Bowl and winning at halftime, I'm good. So, you know, <laughs> you know, but uh, that's my take on that, man. It's another show, you know. Hopefully, hopefully our Chiefs is, you know, right there in that thing. So we can tune in and, you know, watch Secure and J-Lo. <laughs> but, you know, I guess that's what they wanted to do. So. It, it is what it is, you know. I don't know if they're going to, you know, later on, it, it could be they add somebody else to that. I mean, just to make it a little bit more, you know, interesting to tune into, you know. But that's my take on that. What you what you got on that beats? Um, I'm not mad at it, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, like you said, give it that Miami spice, even though – uh, these two ladies are not even from Miami or Florida, for matter of the fact. So, um, but I do know that they have a, a huge um, Cuban and do they have a huge uh, Puerto Rican population down there? I'm just asking. They got a huge, huge mixture of anything that's, uh, you know, in the realm of Latina and Cubans, uh, everything down there. So yeah, it's, it's a wide range. Right. right. That's that's where I was just that's where I was just kind of you know when I say at Miami Spice, you know when you think of Shakira and J Lo, you think of you know kind of you know Latina, you know, uh, you know, but you know, and it's in Miami, so that's why I you know say at Miami Spice. My bad, D. No, you good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I mean, I take that over some fucking remote. Maroon Five or some fucking what was that shit the year before? I don't know even know the names. Besides some white motherfuckers, I, I'll take that. Uh, you know, um, I mean, like you said, hopefully they'll add um, somebody and somebody to it, like as a special guest or some something that they can you know perform. Some maybe somebody from uh, from uh, Florida. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of like hip hop artists. I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, you could have T Pain. You could have like a T Pain or uh I'm trying to think of Flow Rider. Trying to think of some other people. I mean, I would say Uncle Luke, but his music doesn't kind of fit that. Um 
as far as like the masses, you know, as far as the, as far as the content goes, but um, hopefully they can have, you know, hip hop artists added to that as well. But like you said, as long as we in that, as long as the Chiefs is in that motherfucker, I don't really give a damn, to be honest with you. If it's, if it, if it is what it is, if it sucks, it sucks. If it's a good show, it's a good show and adds to the game, then that's what it is. And I'll swing it to you, Cal. Yeah, like I said, they definitely going to add the ass shaking to it. You know what I'm saying? Who don't want to look at Jay or Shakira? But like you said, maybe they will add something in there to, to add a little bit more to it. You got Pitbull. He's hot down there. So maybe they will add a little something mm-hmm. into it. But uh, like I said, as long as our Chiefs in there, that's all that really mattered right. to me. But uh, anyway, for the stupid bitch of the week, you know what I'm saying, we'll go ahead and move on that. NFL making that that list this week with the halftime show. Also, I want to move on to the next uh, topic, uh, the NFL possibly going to a 17-game season. Uh, what is your take on that, Lee? What do you feel about the 17? Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of seen this, um, that the uh, NFL Players Association and all that was, you know, kind of considering the 17-game season. My thing is, leave it hot – Lead a regular season, you know, at 16 games, you know, just eliminate the two pre eliminate like two preseason games, you know, and keep it, you know, uh, at a how it is a 16 game season, you know, uh, I would keep the playoff format the same. Uh, that's pretty much my take on that. That's always been my take, you know we're all fans, but we all sit around like, dang, ready for the real season to start. So that would be my thing, you know, eliminate possibly two preseason games, you know, don't add on to the regular season, you know. Um, You got guys getting hurt possibly in one of those four preseason games, you will eliminate uh, star players possibly getting hurt, you know, um, that's my take on that, man. Just lead, lead a regular season alone. Eliminate, you know, some playoff. I mean, some uh, preseason games, you know. That's my take on that, you know, pretty much. What you got on that, D? Well, one second before – one second for D chimes in. Would you rather see – I know you say you'd rather leave it all the same, but on the playoff uh, position, would you rather uh, more teams be into the playoffs to make it long of a uh, – more of a long run with the playoff berths? I mean, I don't want to – that would be that would be cool. It, just say, for instance, if they take away two preseason games, keep it 16 regular season games, um, and possibly add another maybe two teams, you know, to the playoff picture, I – I just really don't know, man. I, I, in my hardcore opinion, <laughs> I would leave it all the same. Just like I said, I would just eliminate two preseason games. You know, as far as playoff format, I, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool how it is. You know, that's just, just my take on that, man. Just chop some of them preseason games away. 
And what do you think, DB? Um, I agree with uh, Lee on this. Keep the regular season at 16 games. Get rid of one or two of the uh, preseason games. But I don't see that. I don't see that happening because, um, especially if you get rid of the preseason games, because it's all about money for the owners. You know, mm-hmm. they run the league as a collective together with all 32 of them. And so if you take away two of those preseason games, they're going to add either like like what the proposal is, is another game. So it's 17 games and then possibly another playoff game to make up that revenue. Because when, especially off, off the um, preseason games, those are uh, the way they include uh, the revenue with that is like when you buy season tickets, those games get added as well. So you're charged for four preseason games and eight home games. Mm-hmm. And right. so the owners are not going to want to give up that revenue if you're not going to replace it with something else, in right. my opinion. And I mean, I, I, I guess I'll just follow the money. I guess at that point, money talk and bullshit walk. So, I mean, they can say all this stuff they want to say about player safety and all that shit. Man, they just care about making money. So if they get rid of the two preseason games and, and, and you know, because people are not really showing up for these games either, um, league-wide. Um, so if you get rid of those two preseason games, well, that's money out of the player's pocket and out of the owner's pocket. So you're going to have to add a game, like I guess what they're proposing – like I said, again, that's, you know, 17 games and then I guess an extra, extra playoff game. But my thing is, if you do that, um, since it would be an odd even, uh, I mean, an odd uh, schedule, how would you divvy up the uh, home games as far as, you know, do I get eight home games and nine uh, away games or do you right. rotate that or like how does the – I mean, I know it's just a proposal, and they probably, you know, find some way to fucking make it work because, I mean, it's the NFL. But, I mean, those are my kind of concerns and thoughts on the uh, 17 proposal uh, schedule. Hey, hey, Beach, just to kind of chime in on what you said. Now, do you um, – is it safe to say that you think the playoff por- format should stay the same? I, I I personally like it the way it is, but I just know, like I said before, that it's it's about money. So those owners are not going to give that up. It's I mean, either way, no matter what it is, you're either going to have the same format as you have with those four preseason games, um, you know, the uh, the 16 game schedule, and then you have your wild card weekend, your divisional round, and then your championship round, and then the Super Bowl, or you're going to give up some games in the preseason, but they're going to tack it on at the end of the regular season and possibly add on uh, a playoff game to, um, you know, to increase, to keep the same revenue or to increase it. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that would be my thing. You know, like you made a good point when you said like, is it going to be a uneven number of home games or road games? So that's why my thing is basically like, if y'all go do something, 
come to agreement on getting rid of some preseason games, you know, but like you said, it's revenue for the NFL and each um, franchise as a, as their collective own. So, you know, who really knows at this point, but my thing, <laughs> don't touch the regular season or the playoffs. Y'all should be trying to see what's up with some preseason games get chopped off. Uh, and like I was saying too, like I, I agree with a couple of preseason games being chopped off, but as Beach was saying, they got to make up the revenue somewhere. And like myself, I would like to maybe see some changes to the playoff format, as in for teams that's almost there. You know, like we have a wild card match and stuff like that. The teams is on the cusp. Maybe give them a chance to see what 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 may happen with them. You know, something because they're gonna have to do something to make up the revenue anywhere it go. We cut preseason games; they're gonna add something in order to make up for the lost funds. So, like I said, it's just a shot in the dark right now with the 17 games. Like you said, they'll have the uh, home games, like how they're going to play that out and things of that nature. So, it was just a shot in the dark of what they're trying to do. But whatever they do, they eliminate or add to the format of the place of the uh, playoff run or the season, games will, have, will be had to be made up if they cut preseason, which I think they should. So, uh Moving along on that, we got the Melvin Gordon situation. Uh, look like he's going to be trying to suit up for the uh, L.A. Chargers this weekend after it didn't happen. <laughs> so, it like he will be suiting up. Lee, what's your take on Melvin Gordon suiting up this weekend, buddy? Uh, I mean, he may give them a spark or something like that. I don't see him doing too much of nothing this First game back, if he suits up and plays um, this coming weekend. Um, but you know what? <laughs> At this point, y'all already in the hole. Uh, you know, the, we're 3-0 in the division. We pretty much have a two-game, three-game lead over everyone. So, at this point, yeah, buddy, uh, you, may have, you may have waited a game – game too late there. It wasn't going to matter any anyway, in my opinion. I mean, Melvin Gordon is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, he will provide a spark to that backfield, you know, for Phillip Rivers and, and, and them as a unit. But at this point, you know, they're already in you know, uh, in a in a real deep hole as far as the division goes and AFC conference wise. So, you know, at this point they could, you know, try to get him back to try to play for a wild card spot or something like that. But, you know, San Diego's always been a feisty team. You know, they did beat us um, at home last year. Um, I always give credit to, you know, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers and company, you know, but as far as that, it is what it is. I mean, I am kind of shocked that he came back right now um, because he was talking about sitting out (laughs) – 10, 10 games or something like that, something he was saying, but it is what it is, man. You know, he's back, gives them, you know, he he, he is their future featured back. So it is what it is. The beat goes on. Still, still KC Chiefs division. It's my take on that. What, what? Go ahead, Cal. Yeah, hey, I was just about to go ahead and swing it over to you, D Beats. What do you think about the Melvin Gordon situation? Um, as far as this week, I don't think he's much of a factor. Um, he might get some touches here and there. 
But I mean, just being in football shape and he hasn't, he even showed up to training camp. So he's, he's not in shape. It's going to take maybe a, maybe a couple weeks to get adjusted back. But I do think that he does uh, provide stability at the running back position because Austin Eckler has been fumbling. Um, and then also um, there are uh, some runs that he makes that when he hits the hole, you know, he bursts through the hole, but then he gets uh, chased down. And I don't think with Melvin Gordon in, he gets chased down. So I do think that he does, like Lee said, provides a spark and then helping them make maybe a late playoff push, maybe for a wild card. But like Lee said, this is the Chiefs division, four years in a row, baby. That's my thoughts on Melvin Gordon. I know that's right. I know that's right. Yeah, for sure. You know, Melvin Gordon let him let him come on back and suit up. You know, like I said, I don't think him I don't see him being a factor as well. Uh we own the division. The division goes through Kansas City. Uh Phillip Rivers, he does have my respect as a quarterback. I always respect Phillip Rivers. Whenever we do play him, he makes it a tough game. But like I said, this is your year. It goes to the Chiefs, Super Bowl or bus. Uh they can bring back Melvin Gordon. Shit, they can go pick up. Uh, 2000 and uh, fucking four, uh, LaDamian Thomas, and if they want to, I don't give a fuck. It, it runs through KC, baby. So, like I said, uh, good luck with the charges. He will be suiting up, but I don't see him being a factor for the next few weeks. You know, he's not up to NFL speed yet. But anyway, we had a Thursday night game, uh, pretty much a very good game between the Eagles and the uh, Green Bay Packers. Eagles was victorious, uh, going 34-27 uh, to 27 over the Green Bay Packers. Just let me give you some of the stats that we had from the game. Carson Wentz really didn't show out too much. He went from six, he went for 16 to 27, 160 yards with three TDs. His leading receiver was Howard with 15 – I'm sorry, his leading rusher was Howard with 15 carries, 87 yards, two TDs. And his uh, leading receiver – was uh, Zachary Ertz with uh, seven receptions, 65 yards, zero TDs. So it looked like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles were able to pull it out over the Green Bay Packers. What are you feeling about that game, Lee? Yeah, bro. Um, I agree with you. That was a real good game. Like I was telling you earlier, you know, I was kind of tuning in here and there to it. Um, Like the first quarter, then probably like third quarter, I really started paying attention. Um, like you said, man, they were, you know, going, it was some good ball being played, uh, played. Um, it was a good close game. Um, like you said, um, it, what I really noticed in that game yesterday was that, um, Green Bay was having such a hard time, you know, getting any, any run game established and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Cause Aaron Rodgers, um, threw the ball, like 55 times. I think he went 34, 55 um, for 422 yards. So it was hard for them to get any type of running game established. Um, And Aaron Rodgers pretty much had to, you know, win that game um, by himself yesterday, him and uh, Devontae Adams. Um, Philly, on the other hand, you know, they had, they had, like you said, they had uh, the kid Jordan Howard, uh, the running back for the Eagles. Um, he had a real good game as far as rushing. Um, they were the offense in my eyes that were um, 
balanced, I should say. You know, they had a real good mix of run and pass with Carson Wentz and um, Jordan Howard and uh, uh, what's the other boy's name? Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. So they were pretty much balanced. The defense did did enough to um, keep Aaron Rodgers at times guessing because he could have tied that ball game. Uh, towards the end, but he threw his um, one and only pick in that end zone trying to tie the game up, you know, late in that ball game. So that's what I really took from that hell of a ball game. Like I said, I actually picked um, – I was actually thinking to myself that Green Bay was going to win that game, just being at home on a short week. You know, Philly was the traveling team. And so that plays a real big part in those Thursday night games. But that was my thing. Philly just did, a, you know, uh, uh, Doug Peterson, and he did, a, you know, um, did a good job and all that. Um, putting a good offensive game plan together, being balanced, you know, with run and pass. So, yeah, that was a good game on that. That's all I pretty much got on that. Swing it to beat so, on that game last night. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, you know, good uh, back and forth action. Uh, the defenses made key stops in certain situations. Um, I do like the running back from uh, Philly, Jordan Howard. They got him from Chicago. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why they let him go, but Man. it is what it is. Um, and he pretty much hurt uh, Green Bay in the running game and in the passing game. Um, I think he had like two or three touchdowns. I believe uh, two rushing. He had two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. Okay. Yeah. So he, I mean, I guess they didn't uh, account for him. And then as far as um, Green Bay, like you said, Aaron Rodgers was pretty much um, dropping back, passing every down. I mean, they did lose their uh, running back on, I believe, the first play of the game. Um, I don't. I can't recall the brother's name at all. It's the other running back. It's not Jones, but you know the two dreadhead running backs, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they lost him. Vital? Yeah, they lost him on the Go ahead, Lee. Say. Oh, nothing. I was just saying I can't uh I know what you're talking about. I I'm in the same same um predicament you're in. I can't think of the brother's name. So I didn't even know their running back got hurt, you know, the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. So is it a Vital? Say it again. Vital? Nah, that don't sound like it. Nah. Or Allison. That might be it. Yeah, I think Allison's probably something closer to it. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit better. Right. But yeah, you know, and then, like I said, they were going back and forth. Um, my, my only question is, is that it seemed like the officiating during this game was kind of ins- inconsistent. There were a couple of uh, pass interference calls that clearly looked like pass interference calls on both teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, uh, the coaches of the respective teams did challenge to see if it could be overturned. And they kept, and they kept the call on the field when it was clearly pass interference. And it, and it just reminds me of our game last week against Baltimore where uh, Roberts pushed off on uh, Kendall Fuller. But I guess they're keeping it consistent with, um, you know, keeping the uh, making the call stand what's on the field. So, and like you said, uh, to wrap up this game, 
Um, you know, Philly's defense did make a couple plays. They did get a, a, a strip sack on Aaron Rodgers, and they made him pick it off. And so, I mean, towards the end. So, I mean, it was a good game. I, I mean, I guess I can't call it anymore because uh, I was telling the buddy at work, I thought the Packers were going to win too. And uh, I guess you never know with the NFL. I guess that's why, you know, it's the most popular sport in America because, you know, you never know. It's any given Sunday, uh, you know, in, any week a team can win. So that's my thoughts on last night's game. But it was a good game, though. Yeah. And speaking of the uh, Green Bay Packers rushing, uh, Aaron Rodgers was their leading rusher with five carries, 46 yards. Wow. Uh they're definitely going to have to bounce back on the rushing thing. As you said, their uh, premier running back went down. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought that Packers was going to take this game as well. It did turn out to be a very good game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did throw it all over the yard. Like you said, going for 34-53, 422 yards, two TDs, and that one long INT within the three-yard line uh, to get their first loss of the season. But uh, I know the uh, Packers will bounce back. Hey, Aaron Rodgers has been looking pretty good uh, ever since that first game against Chicago where it was just terrible. But anyway, he didn't play in the preseason, so but he's definitely starting to bounce back. Yeah. Uh, hey, Cal, I just want to throw that in there, man. Beats is 100% right about that officiating, man, because it was a play, uh, you know, that should have been clear pass interference on the uh, Eagles. Dude didn't even turn his head around to try to play the ball or nothing. Just basically played the receiver. And for the for the refs to you know miss those kind of calls, you know I agree one hundred percent with what Beats was saying, bro. Like the officiate and just be so so fishy every. Every week, it seemed like it's a game where you kind of just scratch your head. Like, what's up with these calls? Like, like you clearly don't see a man, like, not playing the ball. Like, that's pass interference all day long. So, yes, they do need to get that officiate, you know, squared up and fixed because, you know, you don't want to be in a situation, you know, like the Saints were in getting cost a trip to the Super Bowl. Cause of, cause of a damn uh, uh, official not properly verifying a penalty. Like, come on, y'all got to get that shit fixed. And, and that's pretty much like how we was talking about in the last episode. What's a call? What's not a call? Right. This is something that we're going to be dealing with for the remainder of the season. And like you said, hopefully it can be figured out when we get in the playoff ball. But this is something we're going to be dealing with. We was dealing with it last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your catch? What's pass interference? What's not pass interference? The, the, the officiating, this is something we're going to be dealing with for the foreseeable future of the NFL until they get exactly what they're looking for right. Mm-hmm. I Can I talk? I just knew that call against us in the, you know, playing Baltimore, like Beats pointed out. Like when the dude clearly pushes off on Kendall for that really? ball within the side, within the, you know, inside the 10 yard line. Like, dude, come on. Like, that's why Andy Reid threw the challenge flag on it. Cause he, he he's just like myself and 78, 78,000 people that can clearly see it's a push off. So, like, Nah, man, miss me with them bogus-ass calls. 
Yeah, I just wanted to add one thing. I just wanted to see if you guys saw it was from uh, last week. Uh, it was like some type of meme, and uh, it had the ref. It was from an actual game last week too. It was a ref had a uh, problem spotting the ball. He kept putting it. He kept putting it in front of his foot, behind his foot, and then he just finally just put it. Um, in front of his foot as far as spotting the first down or not. And that should have been the stupid bitch of the week. Yeah, I see. Yeah, right, bro. He did look silly as fuck how he was doing that. You know, that is so funny that you uh, – because I was telling Cal earlier, I was trying to think of that segment a little bit more, but I was out, you know, uh, taking care of some things. But you're right, dude. That that ref, that ref looked so silly trying to place that ball. Like, really, dude? Like, you're getting paid all this money out here to officiate an NFL football game, and you are acting like you – officiating a high school game like you really didn't know what yard marker to put the ball on like that was just that was just so crazy to me bro I agree with you he he was a dumbass whore for that (laughs) (laughs) that looked like some Pop Warner shit yeah, like, dude, you like, and and you can see like, you can see like the other refs looking at him too like dude, for real? Like, get this, get this whole remedial ass dude off the field. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like I said, I guess additional uh, dumb bitch of the week, the the fucking referee from that game. Like I said, these fucking referees don't know, man. It's like I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or when they had their meetings before the games. Like, which team are we gonna fuck this week with these play calls? Or I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like. We're going to fuck these guys this week, you know. So, I don't know with these ref situations. Like I said, hopefully when we get into playoff ball, when our team is in the playoffs, we don't get shot in the fucking foot on no dumbass shit. They get a, some good officiating refs to cover these games, be on point with calls, what's a catch, what's not a catch, be on point. So, when our, when our guys are there, we don't need no fuckery. All right. Mm-hmm. But moving it along to the next topic, baby. Uh, we got the Chiefs coming up this Sunday against the fucking Denver. I'm sorry, the uh, Detroit Lions. I'm a little excited about this because this should be Smashville. We uh, play at 12 in Detroit. Like I said, this should be Smashville. The Legion of, uh, the Legion of Zoom should be taking flight all over the uh, Detroit Lion defense. Lee, uh, what's some of your take on this game coming up this Sunday? Oh, man, I'm I'm ready for the game. (laughs) You know, uh, excited, man, just ready to, you know, um, see the offense, like you said, indoors. Um, It's been a while since uh, Mahomes has played – a, a meaningful game indoors. He 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 he's played indoors like the uh, preseason preseason game against Atlanta last year, and you know um, I'm just ready to I'm just ready to see us how we respond. You know um, Detroit is too technically undefeated. They're two zero and one, um, so they're going to come in. Um, 
Matricia from the um, New England Patriots. He's going to try to come in. And, you know, I know he's been watching uh, <laughs> a tape how the Patriots slowed us down and stuff like that. So, you know, to kind of get some, get some tools from the Patriots way. But my thing is I'm, I'm ready to see Kelsey versus who. <laughs> That's my big thing. Who are they going to put on Travis Kelsey? Yeah, we got the leads in the Zoom, you know, stuff like that. Uh, that was my key matchup last week for the Ravens game was we need Kelsey to win one-on-one. And he did that numerous of times. And it just opened up, you know, so much for Miko and um, um, Robinson, you know, to do their thing, Sammy Watkins. So that's my thing, <laughs> you know. Who is Detroit going to try to slow down Travis Kelsey with, along with our host of receivers and stuff like that? Um, I'm excited to see the running game. Uh, McCoy, he did play last week and had a very good game, um, a rushing touchdown and a um, receiving touchdown. Um, and that was all week him being a limited participant in practice leading up to that game. So this week he's been pretty much a full participant in everything. So, yeah, seeing Shady, you know, keep keep the beat going. Him and uh, D. Will back there with the running game, you know, um, like I said, man, the Lions are going to, you know, that they're confident. Uh, they're going to be coming in, you know, with some confidence. They're going to be playing at home. Um, one thing to keep an eye on, one of their um, good prolific quarterbacks in their secondary, Darius Slay. He's been pretty much, you know, questionable all week. You know, the reason why I bring him up is because when you – talk about the Lions defense you know he stands out and he he's there um he's a good cornerback you know so um he's gonna he's one of their guys that is going to be looked at to try to try to slow down what we're bringing you know his way you know he's kind of nicked up so it's just gonna be a good game man you know um this going our secondary I feel is gonna be you know kind of tested you know as far as so far, all the good quarter, all the quarterbacks we face so far as a defense, I feel like Matthew Stafford um, is, I'm not going to say elite, but he can make all the necessary throws better than Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, and um, Gardner Minshew by a long shot. So this is going to be a good test for Honey Badger, Rashad Breeland in the secondary, you know, just to kind of keep keep Matthew Stafford guessing and keep him pressured all day. But, you know, those are my keys. You know, I just feel like they don't have enough on defense to, number one, slow slow us down or put someone on Kelsey all day long. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Um, I'm going to go you know, us, I'm going to go 38, 21, 30, I'm going to go 30. Yeah. I'm going to go 38, 21. I just feel like, you know, us playing in that dome and stuff like that. We go have it, have the jets blazing. So I'm, those are my keys to it. You know, 
And and one thing, don't forget, uh, Claiborne's coming back this week, correct? Next week. Next week? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he will actually be back for the uh, um, Indianapolis game. Indianapolis game, okay. Yeah, but like I said, yeah, it's going to be a good test because so far, you know, Matthew Safford is the <laughs> – is the best quarterback we face so far. He he's the quarterback that can make all the necessary throws. But yeah, I'm gonna go Chase Bay. For no in Motown. What did I say? 38, 21? Yep. I'm, I'm excited, boy. I'm gonna swing it to Deets on uh, to beats on that. All right. Um as far as this game goes, you know, this should be a good old fashioned uh, ass whooping. Um just to start off, um, I am interested to see how um, the Lions defense play the Chiefs offense because last week and I believe the week before, uh, Matt Patricia has um, only rushed three or, f- uh, three or four rushers and dropped seven or eight into uh, coverage. And I'm just interested to see if the Chiefs have the patience to um, – if they do do that, to not necessarily take shots, but just do uh, death by a thousand cuts, and then if you get mm-hmm. a um, a um, a light box like that to run the ball down their throat and and be the enforcer and the punisher, um, as far as that goes, I'm just interested to see like as far as like Lee said, who's gonna um, cover Kelsey because I know last week. I heard that they doubled uh, Zach Hurts and, you know, eliminated him. And then they, uh, on some other plays, you know, they um, doubled, you know, certain wide receivers. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe, you know, D-Rob or Sammy Watkins will get some extra attention this week. But I'm just interested to see how patient Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes will be to, you know, um, just take um, just take what's there move the change, and then if you get a light box, audible into a run play and get you, you know, four or five to six yards, you know, per carry. Um, defensively, um, I'm looking for the Chiefs to um, stop the running game because they're, uh, as far as this season, um, they're running the ball on first and second down and pretty much taking the ball out of uh, Matt Stafford's hands and, you know, and so I'm interested to see if we stop their running game because last week against the Eagles, you know, uh, on Johnson had 20 rushes for 36 yards. So they are committed to the run, but he's not getting yards. So I'm interested to see if they do get down, will they open up the offense and let Matthew Stafford uh, sling it all over the field? And thirdly, I want to see if we are up, you know, uh, two to three touchdowns to not pack it in and try to, um, you know, uh, close the game out, you know, just, you know, hold our cards close to the vest. You know, how about we just score a couple more touchdowns and impose our will on the Detroit Lions? And uh, my prediction for this game, I'm going 40 Chiefs to uh, 17, Detroit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nah, nah. Nah, nah. 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 N
before I swing it to Cal, I'm going to just say this. I got a feeling we're going to come away from this ball game. This game is giving me a feeling that we're going to say, okay, yeah, this defense, this defense can be good enough for us to I just got, it's just giving me one of those. It's just giving me a feel that the defense is going to be on point this game. I I, I just feel like it's going to be our, of course, our fireworks on offense. And I feel that the defense is going to step up to that too and really like put the clamps down. I just feel that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a breakout game from defense as well. Uh, I expect it to be Smashville down in Detroit. I expect our offense to beat the Detroit defense to a bloody pulp. I expect Pat Mahomes to do big things. I expect big things out of receivers and our uh, rushing attack. I expect this to be a breakout game against uh, the Lions with our defense. I we see we seen a lot of things going last week with the Ravens. And I expected them to keep moving that ship forward this week to beat the Detroit Lions to a bloody pulp. Like I said, I believe it'll be a uh, a 1992 Mike Tyson fight. It's going to be over. It's going to be TKO'd. It's going to be high yugit. It's going to be whatever that swing kick was that Luke Kane used to do in Mortal Kombat. It's going to be a fucking barn burner uh, blowout uh, on my side. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely taking our Chiefs. Like I said, this should be Smashville. I don't see uh, Stafford doing anything. I don't see their uh, defense being able to stop the Legion in the Zoom. I don't see, like I said, this is the game that the Chiefs should really show that they're not to be fucked with offensively. And I expect the defense to show, like, hey, we're here and we got our offensive mm-hmm. back. So I'm definitely going uh, 40 to 10. I don't, I, don't, I don't expect the Chiefs, I don't expect Detroit to get anything off against us. Damn. I, I haven't. I, I I don't I don't see it being close, and I want to see the Chiefs keep putting their foot on the gas like it's a fucking Maserati. I don't want to see them let off on the gas. I want to see the pedal to the metal. Don't give up. Yeah, keep that fire. You know, my thing. I'm getting tired. You know, this week I've been hearing it. Uh, you know, different little talk or questions that been asked, you know, that's been thrown out there to random Chiefs players and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, you know, they, you know, yeah, they got confidence. People, oh, well, they beat Philly in Philly and, you know, stuff like that. But to be honest with you, they took advantage, the Lions in that game against the Eagles took advantage of a lot of bonehead um, turnovers from Philly in that game. And they capitalized on them. So, you know, they ain't been doing nothing real rah, 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 you know, on offense or on defense. But, you know, that's just one of them things. Like I said, they fucking tied with the Arizona Cardinals. Like, they looked so horrible in that game. Like, as far as offense, like, they really couldn't get nothing. So, you know, they just took advantage. They're one of those teams. The Chiefs has, has to be cover that ball up, keep everything tucked in because they try to get strips. They try to poke the ball out and stuff like that. They thrive off of turnovers. We take care of the ball, balance it out a little bit. Oh, yeah. 4-0, baby. Uh-huh. Yes, Lord. 
Anything else you want to you want to reiterate on that, DB? No, I disagree. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No. Yeah. 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 And like I said, we will be definitely uh, tearing the head off a line and wearing this mane, baby. But anyway, (laughs) I want to go ahead and patch it into another segment. We got one of our uh, guys, one of the guys that, you know what I'm saying, that loves the uh, podcast. I got Will. You want to say hello, Will? Hey, how y'all doing out there, Sports Talk KC? Hey, got my guy on here, man. And uh, he was at the home opener of the Chiefs game last week. And we just wanted to get some of your input, man, on how the stadium looked. The feel of the uh, the team, and what are your predictions for the team uh, moving on this uh, moving on forward? Uh, Lee, you got any questions for Will? Oh, Will, jabbing, jabbing, baby! Happy birthday, brother! Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. My question to my guy, man. You know, how was it? Uh, I got a couple questions for you. Number one, how was the fans' reaction? to, you know, to, to when we were coming out onto the field because we couldn't do the, the, uh, the flame and stuff like that for this game, you know, due to the fire that went on in the game last week. So all pregame uh, festivities as far as our uh, usual fire, you know, bursting into the air, we couldn't do that. So, yeah, man, how – how did the fans or yourself react to that? Not being able to see that with the with the boys running out. Oh man, it was uh it was kind of tough. Uh, I had looked at it, you know, a couple of days prior that we wasn't gonna have you know the flames and you know the usual things out there. Arrowhead, but still, man, Arrowhead was still live and still rocking better than ever. Then uh, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't seen it in years, you know. Right, right. Yeah, man. How uh, how did it feel like uh, when I, when Jamal Charles was up there banging that uh, that Kingdom drum and everything? Because that's one of the new that's one of the new uh, inputs that they put with the stadium this year as well. Did, was was he did that drum? Was he real loud when he was hitting? And I thought that was kind of cool that they put that in for the for the season this year. What did you think about that that drum thing? that they got up there oh most definitely man um that thing is it's it's a beautiful thing man especially you know uh that new jumbotron that they have out there man that thing is so big and beautiful out there and uh yeah man arrowhead is just it just never changes man it's just a uh a beautiful stadium the best stadium in the nfl and uh you know um out there in seattle they have, you know, they raise that flag for the twelfth man, which I don't care nothing about that. But uh, that new drum, man, when he get the beating and them fans get to go on tomahawk chop, baby, hey, <laughs> it's all jamming, 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 baby. <laughs> and uh, D Beach, you got any questions for Will, man? Yeah, first of all, I just want to say nice to meet you, even though it is through a, a you know, a chat. And hopefully here in a couple of weeks or so when we uh, get together for a game or something, I meet you in person there, brother. But uh, my thoughts are, my one, one of my questions is, like, where were you seating? Because I just want to know what the seats were like that they put in up 
in the upper deck, but I don't know if you were sitting up there or not. Yeah, I was uh, actually sitting up there um, at on the third level. It was uh, 315. Man, they got them new seats in there. They are very comfortable, man. And, uh, you know, when I was up there, I thought, you know, they wasn't going to be as loud as the old seats was up there in Arrowhead. But, man, people got to beating on them things and kicking them and doing whatever, man. It's it's still the same old Arrowhead, man. Ain't nothing changed. But uh, it looks good up there. Okay, cool, cool. And then mm-hmm. as far as, you know, they always have trouble with the, uh, you know, that parking situation. And now with uh, I-70, you know, kind of being shut down throughout within that range, was there any trouble, you know, getting out or – Getting out to the game and then leaving the game. No, we actually uh, – I got up about 5 o'clock, um, met a couple of buddies and stuff at Quick Trip about, you know, 6 o'clock. We rolled out of there, went to the stadium, got out there about 6.15. Man, believe it or not, there's probably at least about 40,000 fans already lined mm-hmm. up and uh, at that gate ready to go. So, uh, about time we get out there, man, we – park the car, you know, open up the doors, uh, no traffic coming the other way. So we got the drinking beers and everything about 6.30, man. So you know how Arrowhead go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'd like to get a couple of questions, man. Uh, like I said, welcome to the podcast. And uh, hey, happy B-Day to you, big dog. Welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> Appreciate you. But anyway, man, let me get uh, – I just want to get some of your thoughts on the team. What do you think of the team as a whole this year? Uh, really, man, the team as a whole, man, uh, I would say our defense is definitely uh, better than what they were last year. You know, we still got some hiccups out there in the defense. Um, see here, um, I think it's next week or in a couple of weeks, we're going to have Claiborne coming back um, to solidify, hopefully, that cornerback spot over there but uh we still got a few you know minor things that we just need to fix uh our run defense was very very good um the first you know two weeks we gave gave up you know a couple of big chunk of yards uh last week but uh overall man uh everybody's looking pretty good the honey badger man that that dude is amazing man you know going out there and seeing him out there on that field, man, how versatile he is, man. It's just – it's amazing, man. I've never seen anybody play like that. Mm-hmm. And being that you was at the actual game, you really get to uh, get a good uh, eye on the Honey Badger. So, that was pretty cool hearing that. Uh, as for the Chiefs this year as a team, uh, what do you think they'll end up? Do you think the – what do you think, Super Bowl or bust with the Chiefs or what? Uh I would definitely say, man, uh, it's about that time, like you guys were saying last week in uh, in that podcast, that uh, they're just like, you know, 2014, 2015 Royals, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just a minor few things, but, uh, man, I, I believe we're going to go all the way this year to the Super Bowl. Uh, can't nobody stop our offense at all, man. It's just overall, KC, man, I, I think it's our time. Yeah, yeah. That's right, big dog. Anybody else got any more questions for Will? What's your – hey, Will, what, this league, 
what's your overall record that you see our Kansas City Chiefs finishing as? What's your prediction for this for this season? For this season, man, uh, only really seeing Kansas City losing maybe maybe two games, man, and uh, you know I want to get those losses in kind of kind of early in the season, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Not really, man, but Kansas City, man, it just, you know, when I was out there and also, man, I was looking at that offense and that Miko Hartman, man, that boy is so yeah. special, man. He yeah. is so fast, man. Uh, Tyreek wasn't out there, you know, last week, of course, because he was hurting. But, but you know, man, Miko Hartman, man, the way he adjusted and when he caught that ball and when he just hit that burst of speed, man, it was unbelievable, man. But, uh. Yeah, man, I believe the Chiefs probably lose maybe maybe two games this year, but uh, yeah, that's my prediction on it. Yeah, fourteen and two. Yeah, I said the, yes, said pretty much the same mm-hmm. thing on that. But yeah, man, just to kind of touch bases with you with with what you were saying, bro. Uh, with Miko Hartman, man, I remember going up. Me and pops went to you know see see the boys up in training camp and. Man, the flashes that Miko showed in training camp, you know, and it was happened to be on the day Tyreek Hill wasn't even practicing. And Mm -hmm. so we got to see him. And, you know, I just knew, I hate to say, you know, I I kept, I told you so, but I've been seeing the, I I knew with Miko Harmon, man, and he, I just knew he was going to be big. And for you, like you said, for you to see that speed out there on that touchdown catch, it was just amazing, man. Like you said, uh, Honey Badger, he's been, he's been one of the guys I've really been high on too. I actually said he was going to be key in that game. And mm-hmm. he did pretty good, you know, getting his hands. He should have had two interceptions, you know. Really, but he played good stout ball, man. So I agree with you on on Miko and Honey Badger on 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 everything. Okay. Those guys are gonna be key. So you know, I feel like Miko Harmon was just one of those signings, or you know, one of those acquisitions that they drafted. You know, yeah, Tyreek Hill stuff was going on, but Andy Reid knew what he was doing, and I just can't wait to see him and Tyreek on the field at the same time. It's just, well, uh, like I said, I want to thank Will for coming on as a special guest. That kind of uh, ends another episode of Sports Talk KT. I'm one of your hosts, Cowboys, and if you're looking for me, you can find me on Facebook or uh, Instagram as Calvia. D-Beats, if they're looking for you, where can they find you? D-Beats1492 on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Hey, Will, um, I just want to get your thoughts here real quick. Uh, I know you have us going to the Super Bowl, right? Right. Um, who you have us playing and beating in the Super Bowl? Oh, man. Uh, I, man, I, I want the Rams, man. I want the Rams, oh. man. That's who I want. Okay, okay. Oh, Rams. All right. Well, whoever it may be, <laughs> shall KC be victorious, damn it. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man, uh, Lee86, you can uh, reach me at uh, Radham Jones on Facebook. You know, like I said, man, appreciate uh, everybody that um, has reached out and uh, gave their input 
to uh, the fellas on the cast. Uh, and thanks again, once once again, to Will, you know, for being a special guest on this good podcast, on his birthday. That's even even more fitting, you know, to, to have him as a guest. So we appreciate you, brother. Keep, keep, keep putting this out there. Sports Talk KC, let the fellas know. Tune in and we just appreciate everybody, man. Just keep tuning in to this to this long ride. Thank everybody. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah my All right, man. Go birthday, bro. All right, like I said, this concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. We get at you guys here in the following couple of days. Peace. Holla. Peace.